Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, uh, we're going to head off to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, didn't Aaron Sorchin play one game for the Oilers? Well, he backed up on the bench against New Jersey. Uh, for the listeners that probably don't know the name, he was a uh, number one goaltender at Alberta, was the all-Canadian first-team goalie. It happened in December. The Bears weren't playing. The Bears were playing Saturday night. Uh, they took on Regina. Uh, so the Bears were not playing, and they hadn't been on the ice for a couple weeks. And Sorchin backed up against New Jersey. New Jersey got a late empty netter with three uh, to make it 3-1, and Mac T uh, was disinclined to put Sorchin in there in that situation. Here's the difference for Berlin and Sorchin. Uh, Woodcroft did put Matt Berlin in. The Oilers also went on their bye week for Sorchin. He, he had the privilege to go down the next day and be a part of a, a MACT practice that was a little bit exasperated with the position the team was in at the time. And uh, he faced a hell of a lot of shots. So uh, it's all worth it, right? Reminder, the players do not get paid in these situations. We will go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. For our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for you. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. And we welcome back to the show, John Shannon. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm great, Bob. You? Uh, good. Did you have any problem with, uh, because it's a hot topic today, uh, you know, in terms of the orders uh, putting in. We're going to have Matt Berlin on the show at 105. I, I saw him start to stretch underneath the tunnel, about five minutes left in the third. Any problem with the decision that the orders made there? Um, no, not really. I mean, it, it, I, 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 the first thing I thought of when I saw him go in was, you know, Todd Wood, Jay Woodcroft comes from a family of coaches, comes from a hockey family that, you know, not everything has come to them easily over the years when you consider where they've coached, where they've played all over the world, and, and good on the coach for doing it. Um, you, 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 you still get nervous. If, can you hold a four-goal lead? <laughs> but I don't have a problem with it. You know, this we're supposed to treat people well in hockey and in this business. So if, if that made a Rudy moment for Matt Berlin, good for the Oilers, good for Jay, and good for the goaltender. By the way, the game that I referred to with Sorchin uh, took place December 21st of 2007. Uh, Matthew Garon was in goal. It was a 2-1 game, and then the uh, the Devils got a empty netter with 29 <laughs> seconds left. I just wanted to look it up. John Madden scored, so Sorgen hadn't been on the ice for about three weeks at that point because, as you know, uh, university goalies between about uh, the last week of uh, conference regular season play before Christmas break and exams, uh, they generally speaking, they don't hit the ice. So there you go. I, I, there were some people out there that thought it was a little bit disrespectful to the Blackhawks. What did you think of the fact that it came from the players, that it was a player's suggestion that was made to Jay? I don't care. Don't care what the Blackhawks think. You know, I, I mean, to, to me, everything pointed to an Edmonton Oilers group that is together. Everything about this team being on the same page. And we always wonder about that. You know, is, is there a, a separation between... You know the these type, the, you know the guys on the ATOs or the E bugs, 
and the players and the coaching staff. But to me, this, this you know, this told me that this hockey club has a bit of heart, and 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 heart heart will help in the end. You know, t- uh, togetherness will help in the end. This is a team sport, Bob. I don't have to tell you. So from from that perspective, I didn't have I didn't have any problem with it. I, I will say though that you certainly got a feeling that uh, the, the skaters on the ice for the Oilers after Berlin went in were determined there was going to be very few shots on goal. Well, when I saw <laughs> so, when I so saw that, Con- yeah, that was Conor, a positive out of this too. Connor McDavid fronted the first shot. That was my thing too. Hey, just let him make. Like, you know what I mean? He got in the way of the first shot. They gave yeah. it up. The other thing that Jay did in that game that was very subtle. Evander Kane has come back from a significant injury. You know, Kane wants to feel good about his game. He's played four of the last five. Had to miss the, the game against Columbus due to a personal reason. He was back in there, and they ran him hard with McDavid and Dreisaitl in the third period to get him going. He had three looks and put one in the net, and that was not lost on me, John. I thought that was a good thing as well. No, I, I, I agree, and I think Evander Kane has come back um, from the injury with a great attitude. I think the, his teammates know what he brings to the game every night. Uh, and the, the, the better you can get him uh, at full game shape, the better off it is for this hockey club. Now, the record with him in the lineup is exceptional, Bob. Uh, and, and there's a reason for that, is because of what he brings more than just scoring. He, he brings an attitude. And he brings an attitude that helps uh, infuse his teammates. Um, in, in, you know, the disappointment for me now is in, it's certainly not a disappointment for the, the player. Is it going to be off another nine days? Right, not going to be able to to play, and and it, and maybe maybe it's a good thing. But uh, you'd like to see him get back in game shape as quick as possible. We're joined right now by John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. He's our NHL insider. John, these are the numbers over the last eight games: seven zero and one since January the tenth. Points percentage, 938. That's number one in the NHL during that stretch. Goals, 4-5 per game. That's first in the league during that stretch. Edmonton's moved up to second in the league in goals four since the start of the season. Uh, fifth in the league in the, over the last eight games, 2.38 goals per game against. Power play, not a surprise. First in the league at 40% last eight games. First by a mile by a, over 5% ahead of yeah. any other team on the balance of the season. Uh, penalty killing, second in the league over the last eight games, 90.9. Shots for first in the league at 38.3. Shots against second in the league, 28.3. Granted, Edmonton's played some teams that have been challenged, but this has been a pretty good stretch, hasn't it? It sure has, which, and not to be a Debbie Downer, that's why the Columbus game means so, is so disappointing to see that right. they lost that game in, in overtime. But it, what, I, what I would say is that, that, you know, there's, to me, the, you know, the, the game in Los Angeles, the embarrassment of the penalty kill, uh, and actually of the power play going 0 for 5 that night, that, would, that might be, we might end up seeing that as a watershed moment in the season, Bob. That was also around the the arrival of our friend DeHarnay yes. uh, in the lineup, and the, the the real decision to go 11 and seven more than 12 and six. Th- those are things that have uh, really catapulted this team to a to a different level. We talked about it one, one night when you and I were on the on the TV show. We talked about team defense being so much better. Shots on goal at that point, the average I believe was over 32 shots against. And if it's, if, if it's dropped that much in, those, in these last eight or nine games, that's impressive. 
So much, and, and by the way, how calm does Jack Campbell look now? How simple is, does the game appear to Jack Campbell now? That glove on Saturday was, was pretty good. And the team defense in front of Campbell made his, game, his, his job that much easier. So there's a lot of positives to point at. There was one other thing that, that happened in that game against Los Angeles towards the end of the game. The Oilers threw down. All right. You had uh, Pulley-Arvey land a yeah. big hit. Yep. Deneau got the jump on Pulley-Arvey. And Pulley-Arvey, unfortunately, despite being a bigger man, doesn't really know how to defend himself. And you saw how the Oilers players, re- they went after Deneau after that happened. Guy, including Connor McDavid. Like, he popped Deneau hard with the hit. Then you had a situation where you had two guys, you had Hyman sit there and look at Leon Drysaddle and say, don't worry about the face-off, I'm fighting this guy. And it was a good-spirited bout with Sean Dursey, yeah. who can fight. And then you had, uh, you know, Clem Costin take the scrap with Brendan Costin, Costin, yeah. Right, with, 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 with Lemieux. And I don't think that's lost on a lot of the fans. You know, I, that, that, to me, they went down swinging, and that's when this thing started to swing for them. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and really in many ways, and I say this politely, the, the ease of the next two games, the San Jose game and the Anaheim game, for the team to get its swagger back, I, I think really meant a lot before they got into Vegas. And by the time they got to Vegas, this team was starting to believe in itself again uh, and creating some consistency and, and working hard at, at both ends of the ice. You know, the seven defensemen thing, Bob, is is something that, you know, is really, I think, changed so much for this hockey club. It, 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 it put pressure on certain guys and took pressure off of others. And that was really, I think that's really been important for this hockey club as it's improved so much in, at, at both ends of the ice. And you can see it every time they go out on the ice, which is why, again... Not to beat a dead horse, which is why the Columbus game, halfway through the second period, you could feel that they just didn't have the energy. Right. And that's frustrating. When you, when, that's frustrating when, when games and points mean so much. When you consider the difference between being fifth and first in the Pacific Division is five points. Yeah, well, I mean, it was they dropped a point there. 7-0 in one of their last eight games. Uh, the next five games that they come out of the break against are against teams that are 22nd to 32nd in the league standings, though a couple of those teams, specifically the Flyers, are starting to play better. We're joined by John Shannon for Legacy Heating and yeah. Cooling. John, Bobby Hull passed away today at age of 84. What is his legacy yeah. in the game? Well, uh, if anybody have read my book, I'm not very complimentary to Mr. Hull. Um, uh, he, 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 by the time I met him, he was it was well past his career, and I think he was struggling with a few issues. Um, the one thing I would say, though, uh, his I don't. I, there's a good chance there would not be hockey in Edmonton without Bobby Hull. Uh, I didn't say as a hundred percent, but the moment that Hull took that million dollar check, $100,000 from 10 WHA teams, he gave instant credibility, instant credibility to the the Pirate League. And the WHA became a factor, and teams like then the Alberta Oilers, the Winnipeg Jets, Quebec, uh, and New England, then Hartford, that became became a factor. Um, And really gave the, gave the WHA credibility for the seven years that they were alive. 
and then forced the merger. And that was Bobby Hull's genesis of, uh, and his influence in the game, more so than anything he did on the ice. Yeah, not every book that's ever been written about Bobby Hull. Um, Garrett Joyce had one, the, the, the Devil and Bobby Hull. Uh, is necessarily paints the most positive picture. I mean, he is a conflicted person. There is no question in terms of how electrifying of a player he was back in the day. That's a fair assessment, is it not? Oh no, he was he he was uh, he was an unbelievable athlete. Um, he, and when you think about it, uh, Bob, of, of the great stars of the '60s. Uh, so that's, you know, the nines, right? Everybody wore nine. Hull, Howe, Bathgate, um, you know, the, the great stars of those teams. Hull could have survived in the game today. Yes, he the could. The way he played. Because he skated, he skated, and, he, and, and I could only imagine what he could do with a composite stick versus a wood stick. Well, I mean, we were yesterday. Connor Bedard got another hat trick. He's got 15 goals in his last six games since returning to juniors from the World Junior. He uses that long stick, John. He makes shots that you couldn't make with a stick from the 1960s or the 70s or the 80s. Just the technology is that much better. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, and the, the and and with the long stick, and uh, I mean, it's like a golf club now as opposed to a hockey stick. Uh, with the, with the torque and the and the flex on these things, uh, accuracy is always going to be a challenge for lots of players. But but the you know the good the good ones have learned how to be accurate with it, which is amazing. Which is why the slap shot has gone by the way of the dodo bird, and it's now all that you know classic wrist shots, more much more effective because you can control it better. All right, uh, final one for you. We got the All Star. This is the Oilers' bye week. The All Star break coming up. Uh, team just wrapped up pro scouting's meetings. Elliot Friedman said on Friday that uh, he believes it is a, uh, a buyer's market. That's where we're headed down the path. Do you agree or disagree with that sentiment? Uh, I agree it's a buyer's market in the Western Conference for sure. Uh, when you look at the... At, 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 there is a chance now, I think, for 10 teams to feel they're good enough in the West to go to the conference final and perhaps go to the Stanley Cup final. The West is wide open, which means there'll be tons of pressure from ownership, tons of pressure from management to get that final piece of the puzzle to make a team get through those first three rounds of the playoffs. So I'm not as concerned, I'm not as convinced in the East where we, unlike last year, there isn't that bad separation of the top eight versus the bottom eight like we saw. So you but I'll have tell you what, teams, in the West, it is wide open. And you have ten teams still in it. I mean, the five teams in the Pacific are separated by five points. So you're, you're saying there's, you're, you're including Nashville, I'm assuming, in the Central, still being in. I, I, I think David Poyle, who loves to make trades, if David Poyle feels he can make one trade to get another goal scorer, then the predator, I mean, Bob, in the Western Conference, this is a classic year of just get to the playoffs. 100%. Just get to the playoffs. Then you have a chance to win the Western Conference. John, great stuff. Let's talk on Thursday, okay? Yes, sir. There you go. That's John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. Brendan Escott will have NHL Today for you. You're listening to Oilers Now, and it's 1251 in Edmonton. But I know the reason why.
one of the best intros you can have in a building for a game. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, this is iconic. Timeless. It is, man. Phil Collins, 72 today. Bobby Hull passing away at the age of 84. Lots of texts coming in and some thoughts on Matt Berlin at uh, 1255 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you in Oilers now. Grandpa Michael says, Bob, Saturday night truly showed what our Oilers are all about. They are Edmonton's ambassadors, and we should all be proud. Hmm. Uh, again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, people stressed out uh, about the Oilers dropping a point. Now we find out uh, that uh, individuals were sick for the next game, including Stuart Skinners. No excuses, but health can play a factor in a game, and the fans would never know. I-, I would tell you, even as a broadcaster who travels with the team, and I'm on the plane, you don't 100% know what's going on with anybody. You don't know whether or not somebody's trying to fight something off, but dealing with something, challengers, etc. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. The Fizzler says, anybody who has a problem with the deployment of the Berlin Wall are a bunch of sour haters. It was great to see the guy get into the game. That one comes to us from the Fizzler, who has kept us honest over the years on the show, to say the least. Uh, let's get to it. It is time for NHL Today. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Very quiet schedule in the NHL. Basically the bye week for about, I think, about three-quarters of the teams in the league. What do you got? Which leaves us with one game tonight. Winnipeg is hosting St. Louis, a Central Division matchup there. Uh, Claude Giroux, William Nylander, and Andre Vasilevsky are the NHL's three stars of the week. Bakersfield beat San Diego 4-3 on Friday in San Jose 5-4 on Saturday. Colin Chalk, head coach, will join the show at uh, 1.30 today with more on those wins and tomorrow's home game against Tucson as well. Canucks lost, uh, I don't know why I didn't put this above that, but uh, Canucks did lose Lane Peterson on the waiver wire uh, to the Columbus Blue Jackets as well. They brought Peterson aboard as part of that Ethan Bear trade. Uh, the Oil Kings beat Calgary 3-0 on Friday night here at home. A shutout from Colby Hay in that one, but then Lethbridge lambasted him 10 10-2 the next day. Uh, U of A Golden Bears fell 3-2 in overtime on Friday. Bit of a surprise to the Regina Cougars. Rebounded though, doubling them up 8-4 on Saturday. It's a bye week for the Bears now, uh, but on February 10th and 11th, a pair of road games against the Manitoba Bison. I believe that's the last week of conference play as it well. It is. Alberta is currently second, and they hold, despite the fact that they got swept by Mount Royal earlier this year, that game that Matt Berlin last played, uh, they hold the hammer against Mount Royal in the head-to-head by virtue of picking up an extra point in the shootout loss, overtime or shootout loss, I think, I forget what it was. Anyhow, bottom line is Alberta's likely to host a second-round playoff series. They'll have a bye. Uh, they got lofty standards at that institution, to say the least. 12.58 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic with Evan Cook. And uh, the most popular man in Edmonton over the last 72 hours, Matt Berlin. Coming up at 105 when we return on Oilers Now.